Hi, Rodney Jane here from Bob Jane T-Marts. Specialists in tyres and wheels for over 50 years. We stock what tradies need. Tyres, wheels or batteries, we've got you covered. Steel or alloy wheels, 15 inch plus. Big brands such as Monster, R08, CSA, Fuel, PDW and Dynamic. A massive range. Tyres, we love tyres. All-terrain, mud-terrain, 4x4 and SUV tyres. We stock all the top brands such as Bridgestone, BF Goodrich, Falcon, Goodyear, Michelin and Yokohama. Make your 4x4 ute or van look awesome. Cracking deals at Bob Jane T-Marts. We won't be beaten on price. We'll look after you. Test season apply. been coming for a long time. These two do not like each other. There are two parts of the story as always. Red flag, this is a suspended uh, race. Yes, welcome back to the Parked Up Podcast. We're powered by Race Fuels. My name's Grant Rowley. And one of my special guests on this episode, Michael Caruso, really wanted me to start this episode with a little bit of 12th man. So <laughs> I, ga- I gave it uh, I gave it a bit of Richie Benno there to get us going. It's marvellous to be with you, Michael Caruso. How are you? Oh, mate, is there anything better than rolling out a bit of 12th man um, <laughs> come summer that I think everybody at the moment's just wishing if you lived in Sydney or in Melbourne at the moment that, you know, that summer is just a long past dream at the moment we're <laughs> buckled down wet cold well even wetter for yourself you're a sydney boy are you are you drowning at the moment uh, where what's, no, what's happening not. in your part of town fortunately not but there are a lot there is a bit of that going on so i think a lot of those places actually underwater a um they've just come out of uh, getting dry to be completely honest after the all the floods and the rain that's been going on this year so yeah Hopefully everyone out there is doing okay if they're tuning in. It's a bit of a distressing time there, seeing all of those uh, pictures. Glad that you're okay. Um, i tell you, someone who is definitely okay, it's the other guest that we have on the line. His name is James Golding. And a couple of weeks ago, he was uh, racing S5000s and maybe not sure what else he was doing for the next four or so months before that, that championship fires back into action. But now he is driving, he's back as a full-time supercars driver, or at least a half-season supercars driver. Jimmy, welcome back to supercars driving. Thank you. Yeah, it's good to be on here. And uh, yeah, I, like you said, I wasn't quite sure what I was going to do. I've got a couple of go-kart races coming up. But um, yeah, to get back into supercars, bit left field and come up pretty quickly. But yeah, I'm going to take it with both hands and can't wait to get up to Townsville this weekend. All right, cool. So, hey, mate, heaps to ask you about your drive with Premier Racing, uh, some S5000 stuff, but I did speak to you, uh, I spoke to you last week as these things were, as the, the chat about yourself coming on, and I tried to get you on the pod last week, or, or I'd suggested it, and you'd said, oh, no, don't do it just yet, maybe just wait a week. So uh, we waited a week, and now we can talk about it. But but when I did say that, I'd said, oh, who would you like to get on as a uh, as a bit of a Coey, as your podcast Coey here. And you'd said Caruso. He was your first draft pick. <laughs> why, why, why is this? Obviously, you two guys were going to be co-drivers for Charlie Schwerkolt's Team 18. Well, that's all. That's that's gone to uh, it's gone to absolute shit now. Let's see you later, Caruso. <laughs> you're, yeah. You're, Sorry. you're on your own. Sorry, I can bring you with me, mate. But yeah, that's how it is. <laughs> nah, um, yeah, we've, we've, um, we've always got on pretty well ever since. Actually, last time I raced 
in Townsville in a supercar was with Caruso as my teammate in the other boost car and uh, we both had an awesome run in the wet driving from the back through the field and um, yeah he's always good value and throws a spanner in the works so I thought why not get him on the show. Yeah well I'm glad you brought that up because um, Townsville is Townsville actually a track you go really well at you you seem to you seem to get the most um, out of the car on the track but also outside of the car you seem to thrive um, up at Townsville, I don't know if it's that that sun or or what it is, but you you seem to be in your element up north. Yeah, mate. I've uh, I've always wanted to live up there in the warmth. And um, look, who knows? This is only the beginning, but hopefully, if it continues on, I, I might have an excuse to move up there. With being with the race team up there, so I've been waiting for an excuse like this to move up to Queensland since I was probably thirteen or something. So should be good. Cool. Okay, uh, mate. Awesome that you're back uh, as a full time driver. Obviously, you haven't done it other than a couple of enduro drives over the last couple of years. You haven't done it in the Supercars Championship since Gary Rogers Motorsport pulled out in that year that uh, you'd mentioned, where uh, Caruso jumped in to replace Richie there on those couple of occasions. So it's come about because Gary Jacobson has uh, fallen out of love with the team or whatever the situation was. The details on that were, were pretty limited, but um, whatever the case, I'm sure you're not too worried about that. You're just going to get on with the business. When did you find out about that? This was a possibility that you could be racing. You returned to racing um, starting at Townsville this weekend. Um, well, when, I seen the article. I'd just flown. I stayed in Darwin for a couple of days. Um, just flown back from Darwin on the Tuesday evening, and pretty well the next day, I got a call from Peter Zabiris, and pretty much discussion started from that point. And yeah, I wasn't the only one that they were looking at, but yeah, that's pretty much how it started, and obviously. Over time, we progressed through and, yeah, glad to be given the opportunity. I can't thank Peter enough for that and, yeah, just can't wait to get up there and, you know, be a part of a new team. And, I mean, I went up and I've seen the team and been through the workshop. They've been putting a lot of time and money into the team, built a new workshop and, yeah, it's it's all looking very healthy from from what you can see on the outside so that makes me really excited obviously they still are a new team or reborn team of of past um so you know i'm not i'm not setting any super high expectations straight out of the gate but i'm looking forward to seeing what we can do in the long run so you mentioned peter uh you've been chatting with peter obviously after darwin but um did he ever enlighten you to, to how he came to his decision uh, to, to throw you in the car? Because, you know, as I've always said, you know, both publicly and to yourself that, you know, I felt that you've probably had a bit of a rough run, like you deserve to be in the category. So it's good that you, you finally, you're back in. But how did he come to the decision to choose you out of the, the likes of the drivers that he was just talking to? Um, well, one of the, the main reason that, he did say he's, you know, he, he sort of went through all the information that he had both with discussions and also on paper statistic-wise and he said, look, 
if I took it all in as a business consideration, you may not have been the number one choice, but going off what I've heard from certain people and talking to you and his general gut feel on it, um, which he said he's made a lot of his decisions in life on gut feel and he had the gut feel that going with me was the right way to go and, and that's ultimately what made him decide to put me in. So, yeah, obviously can't thank him enough, but in the same token, it shows that he does have belief in me um, straight out of the box, which is a positive thing. Uh, I um, I did uh, spend a bit of time walking uh, up in Darwin, walking up and down the back of Pit Lane, and certainly compared to the Team Sydney iteration that it's come out of, it's a completely different squad. Lots of new faces in there, and just better prepared. It's it it looks better. It looks really slick. Um, you know, potentially a team that you can see taking the next step, uh, and, and plenty of. Um, Again, plenty of new faces, uh, a couple of ex Triple Eight guys that they've got in there. They're they're not mucking about. What's the vibe? The initial vibe that you you felt? You you've seen enough teams and see how they've they've worked. Where where do you sort of think that they fit into the mix at the moment? Um, they're sort uh, they're sort of progressing in the right direction. I think overall, they're not holding back you know they're if they've got to spend money to get something that's going to make a difference they're spending money they're not they're not going oh you know we'll wait until the new car comes out and save their money for that they're they're just progressing forward whatever they need to do to go better whether it's personnel um equipment all those different things um they're they're putting the time and money into to what needs to be done uh, to get to the front. And the other thing is the will to succeed from, you know, the the top of the team all the way down already. Peter's, you know, he there's, there's, there's a difference. There's, there's wanting to win and then there's willing to do whatever it takes to win. And that's, and that's what I've seen is what Peter has. So for me, looking in, I think it's definitely going to be the biggest opportunity that I'm have ever had up until this point to make a, you know, lifelong career and be pretty successful in supercars. I think this is my biggest opportunity, and and um, whether it's in a short term or over a longer period, I think the team's going to get to that point. It's just when it is. So I don't want to take a couple steps back here, but um, we. Grant actually mentioned a bit earlier, you know, the obvious of you know, we were going to be co-drivers together at Team 18, but how did you broker the discussion um, with Charlie when this option became actually viable and, and how did he, you know, how did he take it? Because I gather it obviously went pretty well because um, he's obviously released you to do it, but um, yeah, it'd be good to, to sort of explain that side of it because I don't, you know, Charlie is, uh, is one of those really nice guys up and down pit lane and and I gather that's reflects on, you know, being able to let you go. Yeah, certainly. Um, at the start of this year, Charlie and I had discussions about the plan moving forward and to co-drive again this year with Scott. Nothing was going to change there. Um, I've always been pushing to try and get a full-time drive with Charlie, lead, leading 
after code drives and ultimately there was no sort of guarantee or anything like that. Um, there was always possibilities um, and unknown, but there was no real lead, I guess you could say. But aside from that, as soon as this come up, I mentioned to Charlie that I was talking to the team and I said nothing's set in stone. I'm just letting you know the circumstance. And at that point, we actually haven't, or up until this point, we hadn't signed a contract yet and probably about oh, three or four weeks before, I was thinking, gee, I probably should get that contract signed. I could get shafted here and lose me seat. <laughs> and then we were actually meaning to catch up and then obviously this come up, but it just happens to work out that nothing was signed or anything for this year and and this come up, which is super random. I mean, I don't think supercars, really anyone's seen it halfway through a season, something like this. So very surprising, but at the t- same time, I'd like to think it's sort of meant to be in a way. And um, whether we did have something signed or not, I'd like to think Charlie would have let me go anyway to, you know, continue my career as a full-time driver. But, yeah, I mean, I kept him up to date the whole way through and once it was a done deal, he was aware to try and um, source another co-driver and progress on. So it all ended up well. Obviously, he's disappointed to lose me, but he understands, like always in motorsport, things can change quickly and it's how the business goes sometimes. So Peter Zibris um, for the last week has been the most popular man in Australian motorsport with, uh, I'm sure, 50 drivers sending emails, <laughs> text messages, phone numbers, <laughs> nudes, whatever it's going to take to get the, oh, to get the thing over the line. And now uh, now Charlie Schwerkolt becomes the most popular man in Australian motorsport. James, can you tell Caruth who you think will be uh, yeah. his new uh, co-driver <laughs> at, at Team 18? What's the, uh, that's, I'm sure this is what Caruth needs to know now. Who's, who's he going to share the truck with at Bathurst? Well, I don't know. I, I don't think I was going to be the first one to get told, to be honest. Well, who, uh, who missed out on who missed out on the drive that you that you're you know that was lining up against you? Because that'll probably be their first point of call after hearing that they didn't get the gig that they'll be trying to get the co-driver gig that you, that you had. Uh, I don't. Well, surely the bloke who you've replaced might be a fair chance to end up there. It might just be a a, a direct swap. A swap. I, I won't say it's not really a fair swap because you get to do seven rounds and he'll get to do one. But um, anyway, that's how it goes. Okay, cool. Let's uh, just uh, just just cap off, uh, uh, Jimmy. The really simple question: an expectation for Townsville, as Michael had talked about at the top. It's a place that you've gone well at. Um, it's a place that you you know really well uh, in supercars, so uh, there's not going to be many surprises in terms of you know in terms of car and but wait, circuit. But wait, and before you, you ask, you, just straight out for an expectation, how, how do you how do you go about <laughs> creating an expectation, Jimmy? Because yeah, well, I, was, get, I, was I gather gonna... you've never driven the car, and you're just going to roll in there and go, "Hang on, boys, let's." You know, I'll drag his up into the top ten. What 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 are you gonna do? You know, how do you go about it? <laughs> yeah, that's right. Well, I was I was sort of gonna answer that in in the question. Um, this is this is why I get race car drivers to come on and help me talk about <laughs> race car driving. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, you have pointed out I have had some good results there. Um, from my experience and just 
get an overall feel of the team and, you know, where they're at with the cars and all that sort of stuff. My plan really is to is to just sort of get my eye back in in practice. And, and to be honest, the cars, yeah, they're not the exact same cars. They're still AAA built cars, which is the same cars that I've been driving at Team 18. So I don't think they're going to be a world of difference. I'm sure there still will be little things, but it'll just be adapting to what's underneath me. And once I sort of settle in, in practice and get a gauge on my pace, I think it's more about setting the expectation from that point on how far I progress between there and the end of the weekend. And, you know, if my pace is 20th, you know, I'll set an expectation to progress wherever. And if it's 10th, I'll still set an expectation to progress from there. So, yeah, I mean, the triple eight cars have been strong at Townsville in the past, so I guess that's a positive thing. But until we get there and, and sort of get a base of where we're at, then I won't really be able to tell you. Have you worked with um, the engineer before that you, you'll be working with? No. So that, that'll that be something new to get used to as well. Yeah, there's obviously a, a lot of things to settle in within the team and that's right, like driving the car is one part of it, but it's not it's not everything. At the end of the day, you got to have all the boxes ticked and the, the guys that have been racing all year and, and running at the front, they've they've got all those boxes ticked. It's about doing the job on the day. So it's certainly going to be a pretty big task, but I'm looking forward to it. And, and I do have some experience that I can just get in and sort of resume what I've been used to when I used to race full-time in supercars. So it'd be good to just jump in and not have to worry about a lot of things, but it'll still be a fair bit to get used to working with new people and yeah, understanding more about the car, particularly at different circuits other than Winton and Bathurst. Well, I expected no less, and I'm sure Grant's the same here. That's a good race car driver answer. But <laughs> tell us this: if you can't get, if you can't put a target on it for the, this weekend, are you going to set like an overall target for the for the rest of the year? You know, like a couple of top tens, or I mean, you know where the team's been running. And you know you know what you're capable of, but surely you'll set yourself a a reasonable benchmark to to go after by the end of the year. Um. Oh yeah. Well, a couple of top tens would be a minimum, to be honest, for the for the remainder of the season. Yeah, I think that'd be a bare minimum. But in terms of from there or where the starting point is, yeah, we'll we'll just have to see where we settle in at Townsville and see where we find our feet and it's it's mainly about the progression and where I want to get to like as you're saying by the end of the year and you know we've got some pretty cool tracks coming up that I've you know really enjoyed and also had some pretty strong runs at so they'll be certainly ones that I'm really going to be focusing on and, and by then I should have found my feet a lot more and will be comfortable to just get in and, and focus on those specific races. Cool. Okay, so you uh, you get to line up with uh, Chris Pither. Of course, he's in the uh, Coca-Cola entry. You'll be in the Subway entry. It is one of the coolest looking cars. It's one of the coolest sponsors that Supercars has. This is a uh, it's a, it's a it, I know it's only a new sponsor to the sport, but it must be feel like a little bit of a privilege to race for such an internationally recognised brand like Subway as well. That's uh, that's that's pretty cool. 
Oh, for sure. I mean, I've I've always loved Subway secretly. (laughs) (laughs) I've always loved Subway secretly. I just never told anybody till now. Oh, yeah, no, it's, it's it's healthy nice. eating. There's nothing wrong with that. Yeah, actually, <laughs> nah. Yeah, look, I've knocked back the back a few subs. What's your favourite sub? Are you, are you a six incher or a foot long? Uh foot long. Yeah, always foot yeah, long. Yeah, right. Of course. Course. Which come? What do you go? Meatball sub? Like, what is it? If it's... nah, nah, nah. I usually go chicken and bacon ranch, um, toasted. Do you want the full order? Or... <laughs> Yeah, full order. <laughs> what do you get? And you no, get you get the raspberry white chocolate chip cookie as no. well. On the side or? No, 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 none of that stuff. Yeah, just yeah, just plain know. mate, plain plain cookie. If I'm lucky, depends. Usually, if I'll just get the sub on its own. Keep it fresh, mm. mate. Ha <laughs> <laughs> He's he's already got the slogan <laughs> down. Um, so look, I've uh, I've always loved Subway. I mean, it's if you're looking for that, Grant, pink... you would eat anything, mate. You'd eat out of rubbish. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. You don't need to tell everyone everything, but uh, you're right. But other than the uh, extra, 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 extra pickles, I do love a little bit of Subway, but it always does remind me, and Caruso, you're a little bit closer to my vintage, Happy Gilmore, and he gets the Subway sponsorship um, halfway oh, that's through right. the movie, and he does the little uh, does the little TV advert for them. So um, I can just imagine you, James, get a uh, get a couple of really good race results under your belt. Subway are just going to get really into the Jimmy Golding fever. And you'll be on making Subway TV ads in no time. Well, I just... <laughs> uh, yeah, there's no doubt he's got the ability to do that. But I think one thing that they'd probably marketing team would request is maybe a hairstyle update, Jimmy, because <laughs> you know I was hoping that I was going to see you with a different hairstyle going into this weekend, just a fresh start for the year, you know. Ah, uh, look, instead mate, of the Beatles. Once, once it's already at a high level, you can't really. You know what I mean? You can't really get any further, can you? I level. Been watching. You've been watching too much supercars this year. Tele commentary, mate. (laughs) Oh dear. Um, Hey, hey, Caruso. We're going to ask you a couple of hard hitting questions soon too. I know we're all got a bit of uh, golding fever at the moment, but the uh, the other the other thing that we do need to uh, tick off here is S five thousand. There's three events to go for this season. So the championship's been run and won, but they've got the Tasman Series, the Tasman Cup, which will happen towards the end of the year. You've been doing that with Gary Rogers Motorsport basically since the very first, or since the very first round. You won the uh, you won the very first round out at uh, Sandown 2019. Uh, you've been the re- a regular in S5000, always up the front. You created a bit of a rivalry with Joey Mawson, who... Uh, has won the past couple of titles, and I'm sure you're grinding your teeth as I'm saying that. So apologies there. But um, do you do you think you'll be able to slot back in? One of those events will clash with the Gold Coast. Now that you're um, you're with Premier Racing in Supercars, will you have time to do S5000 and also the Adelaide Street Race at the end of the year? S5000 not confirmed, but certainly uh, it's been mooted heavily that that'll be the case. Will you be able to do both? supercars and s5000 in the same on the same weekend um yeah this is definitely something that i've thought about which i've still got a a fair while to think about it as well (laughs) but but yeah i i drove car uh, both cars last year at bathurst pretty faultlessly really i think i ended up 
well, I did end up getting the fastest time in S5000 and winning the weekend and the supercar, well, we didn't get to the race because our race got cut short from power steering, but I ended the last co-driver practice second quickest um, and I was chopping and changing from car to car there, so I didn't see it being an issue and I'd, I'd love to drive both. They're both yep. awesome cars. S5000s kept me sharp and it's kept me sort of in the back of people's minds, I guess you could say, um, which has, has played a part in me getting back into supercars for sure. So, um, yeah, I'd definitely like to continue it. The plan will be to continue it. Um, it'll just be, yeah, managing it. And obviously, yeah, the supercars would be priority if there was some sort of shift in um, spending more time on the other. That's what I'm trying to say. Cool. Oh, well, we don't. Uh, we certainly don't want to lose you to S five thousand, but awesome opportunity with with Premier, and we we certainly wish you all the very best, Caruso. Uh, you've uh, you've got a lot of experience in this game. Obviously, still racing. What what would you as a um, as a mentor for for Jimmy going into this? You know, second chance really. Uh, what what's what sort of advice do you give? Uh, the young charge to hopefully see, you know see him just take the next step take take the step that I guess we, um, we we've always thought and known that he's capable of. Uh, I definitely don't want to be too cliche, but I think it's important to to recognise that not many people do get a good second chance, and um, you know to to get that opportunity is is very rare. Um, you know, we, we've seen over time um, when these ch- chances come up, some people don't take it with both hands, I think, you know, take it for granted a little bit and, and let their egos get in the way. But knowing Jimmy and, and how he operates, that he will, you know, as he's briefly mentioned there, prioritise, you know, this opportunity because, it's, um, yeah, it's unique and it's, you don't want to, you don't want to finish up the end of the year going, oh, I, I could have done more. I could have given it a, you know, given it more time or more thought. And, um, because it, it's really important that coming in halfway through the year, you know, a lot of the drivers have settled into their teams. They're just getting used, you know, they've got those relationships with their engineers, their cars, um, and, you know, they've, they've, they've targeted what they want to achieve where, you know, you're, you're on the back foot. So, you know that you're going to have to put in a lot of effort to, to overcome that. And, you know, I think just rely on your ability, but to keep that work ethic up is, is really important. Uh, no doubt that that will, uh, that will be the case. Caruso, a long time between uh, TCR rounds. Do you, do you remember how to drive a race car? <laughs> well, I'm hoping this weekend will help because not only do I get to watch Jimmy live, uh, trackside up at Townsville, but um, I'll be joining the Toyota 86 crew uh, to to do a bit of uh, do a bit of driving in that series. And I, I was fortunate enough to to join them last year at SMP, which was good fun. Uh, you, you know, they they put such a fantastic um, category up. You know, as a as a whole, there's a good group of people in the background uh, that are you know very experienced in motorsport that have got kept that category running for long time now we get, we see big fields and you know and, and obviously great opportunity for the young kids to um to mix it at tracks like Townsville and and you know I'm looking forward to 
to have an steer as well because it's you know it's it's good like you said in between those long stints um, when the season gets a bit quiet that there's other things going on as well. Um, yeah, so you did Toyota eighty six before. Um, it looks like a fun class, uh, and I know you had a you had a you had a good time at Sydney Motorsport Park. It was one of those rounds where I think it was COVID affected, so the field wasn't actually that deep. But there's COVID, while it's very much still a thing in our lives, we're going to probably see a full field of these things buzzing around. Uh, you don't want to look silly in front of all these young kids, Michael. We, we want to see you up the front of the field. Oh, yeah. I mean, so would I, to be honest. But, um, <laughs> but no, look, you know, there's... There's, there's definitely an, and there's definitely an element of um, of trust. You know, they they do pick the drivers that they want, and I think they do a good job of relaying the instructions around it. You know, the expectation isn't to go there and win; it's it's to to be a good benchmark for for the kids to to you know mix with racing and technique wise with with obviously the likes of myself to to pass that experience on, and and it's those cars are expensive and there's the, you know, they don't want it to come back on the back of a tilt tray and um, all crushed up because um, the bloke. You were trying were, to pull a move on some 15 year old last corner. Yeah, <laughs> you're, you're, you know, thinking, thinking that Ross Braun's out there watching you and, and you know, they're looking at who their next driver is going to be or Toto Wolf's thinking, geez, I'd love to, to slot him in our third Mercedes next round. So, um, you know, there's an element of, of experience there that you that you know that that that's that's what's required of you, and and I think that's important. You know that that's what we've seen. You know, James do a really good job when he does the co-driver stuff. That um, you got you got to know your role, and he's and he's obviously he did that well while being a co-driver, and that's you know opened the door for him. You know, to get this opportunity um, by playing that role really well. You know, not going there and being a hero and sticking the car in the fence because if he did that, there's no doubt Peter would have taken that into consideration and he probably wouldn't be sitting in the position he's in now. So, um, you know, playing your role in a team sport, although motorsports considered sometimes to be centered around the driver, uh, there's a lot of it that is a part of the team and the bigger picture. Hey, um, cool. All right. Well, then both of you get to do some driving up in Townsville, which is good. Apparently, I've been told you must bring the mosquito repellent because of some of the weather that we've seen uh, up and down the East Coast. The mozzies are everywhere and they bite. I've only just recovered from Imidji bites from Darwin. (laughs) (laughs) I just I've I've been to Darwin plenty of times and never ever got one midgey bite. Caruus, your time up there, did you ever get a midgey bite? Were you ever affected by it? No, but I, I think it's it's normally, you know, it's reflective of what you do and the people you hang around. So I'm not sure what James is up to, but um, <laughs> yeah, you know. <right. laughs> but no, look, oh, it's good heads up though because, um, you know. I'll be rolling out the shorts, you know, from when I leave here on the plane. I'll, I'll, you know, I can't wait to get warm again because I feel like I haven't seen sunlight for for quite some time. (laughs) Yeah. Well, the world uh, is scared thinking about uh, you getting your your legs out in the open after uh, six months in hibernation. Um, Okay. uh, Look, Caruse, you've got, uh, so you've got Townsville this weekend, 
Uh, TCR does feel like it does feel like forever away. We're going to Queensland Raceway next time. Obviously, everyone talks about the Alpha, and it's like super extra turbocharged horsepower. Uh, that is horsepower territory up there. Uh, four big straights and a couple of corners. Are you uh, you due for you due for a result as well? Oh, absolutely, we are. But um, uh, it's yeah. Look. <laughs> I don't know what to expect, to be completely honest. Um, it, it's been you sound, you sound frustrated. Well, we, we're hardly saying any words. It's hard to, it, you know, hard to know. Like we we expected to go better than we did at SMP, but you know, lucked in lucked in favour us. You know, got involved obviously in a crash in there in the last race, the beginning when we we're looking good. But you know, you got to you got to put yourself in those positions. So there's no doubt the team been working pretty hard to to make sure we've got the car right for QR. They they did a good job last time now there, even though that was like three years ago. But um, it'll be good to go there. I like, you know, although Queensland gets a bit of a bad rap, I actually don't mind it as a as a racetrack to, to run on. There's good opportunity to pass. And, and, and for those watching on, obviously, you know, for the likes of the Speed Series, um, attending the, the event, you obviously get to capture the whole circuit, um, you know, from pretty much any point where you watch. Mm-hmm. Bit like the old Oran Park, remember that? What a, what a place! Uh, let's what a place. not wind back too far. That was, it's a very different place now. It's probably <laughs> underwater actually at the moment, to be honest. But um, <laughs> hey, uh, I, I've, I've uh, I thank you boys for coming on the uh, Parked Up podcast. I've got a couple more things to do uh, to to discuss with, but uh, before we do that, I just got a, a couple of brief messages from a couple of great supporters of ours. Racing cars need racing fuel, and Race Fuels is the best, most convenient way to power through your next meeting. Our famous Elf Race 102 is the control fuel of choice for the Touring Car Masters. It's available at the Bowsers, at Sydney Motorsport Park and the Bend, and it's available in drums at Winton. Imported direct from France, Elf Race 102 is affordable horsepower. For more details, head to racefuels.com.au. Hey there, race fans. We think Parked Up is great, but if you need a change of pace and tone, tune into the Girls on the Grid podcast with Priya Richards and Tanea McLeod. It's all motorsport, but spoken from a female point of view. Girls on the Grid, every Monday on all your favourite podcast platforms. I've got Michael Caruso. I've got James Golding. Both these guys are going to be in Townsville, but I, uh, I just wanted to wind the clock back just about a week, less than a week. And I'm sure both of you, if you didn't sit up and watch the Silverstone Grand Prix, you've seen the highlights. It looked like a go-kart race for some of those uh, some of those things. Uh, it looked like an, a, an epic race. I fell asleep uh, not long after the start, but got to see the start. James, you, you've raced S5000, you've raced with the Halo, and Juan Yujo can, can thank that he's still uh, living and breathing because of that halo uh, and a, an amazing accident uh, a, a terrifying accident but how good that we can see that sort of spectacular incident and and and, and see him walk away yeah it's it's pretty uh full-on watching it experience similar circumstances not with crashes but obviously being an open wheel over the halo and all that sort of stuff yeah you like to think you're pretty safe but yeah, to watch that, and they, they, you know, they don't show the incident for a while. It's, you know, it's never going to be. It's always borderline if they're not showing replays and that sort of thing. You know, it's it's not not flash, but obviously they're making sure nowadays that they are 100 percent okay before they show footage of it. And 
yeah, that was it was pretty big, and it did scrape along the ground for a long time as well. Mm. And um, and then did you see the divot that it left in the in the tarmac? No. Uh, the, 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 there's, uh, I think uh, for those interested, ESPN uh, F1's Instagram page has a picture of the divot that the halo left in the tarmac before it's hit the sand trap. Wow. And, uh, yeah, you know, you don't have to wind the clock back too many years and that yeah, potentially could have been his helmet uh, trying to make that divot in there. So um, I know how much you guys love your helmet and uh, even if you drop it in the truck on the way to get to the track, you guys will be spewing, <laughs> let alone having it scrape across the ground at 200 kilometres an hour. Do you know what the interesting thing is? Ever since they brought in the halo, there's probably been more shunts where the halo saved the driver than what what happened uh, you know without having the halo where you know there's been more right. injuries it's bombing. like they've gone all right we're safe now we can just send it everywhere <laughs> yeah it's crazy isn't it i mean we only, there was another incident a bit earlier in the season as well wasn't there where the halo saved one i think it was only just recently um where it would have caused major dramas but there was the monza I, one when verstappen was on top of hamilton and his tire was yeah on that one as well yeah yeah that would have chewed up a helmet <laughs> possibly a neck as well <laughs> super safe but you're still the right object going at the right angle at the right time yeah when your day's up your day's up like they're never going to make them you know safe as houses are they because you're still going at 300 plus k an hour well you know, houses arguably aren't safe too sometimes you know so they do. They yeah, do fall true. over. <laughs> but, but, I, but I do like your reference. I do like your reference. But it, you know, but the whole the whole thing about motor racing. I mean, you know, the one reason why it was so popular when it started was that element of risk. You know, that there was. You know, you don't. No one wants to see anyone to get hurt or, or you know, have any fatal incidents. But that element of risk is is what separates those watching on that aren't willing to do it and those that that will. Um, push to the limits or pass them so it it is good though that you, you sort of we're seeing the the safety side work really well because like you said probably would have been a bit sad before he even made it to the wall for, on the weekend mm. at, at Silverstone I would have thought yeah yeah that was a uh, that was it was terrifying but we'll certainly make for some spectacular replays over and over at bloody nauseam. Just to throw in another 12th man reference there for you, Michael. Um, uh, and it will also make for probably half of an episode of uh, Drive to Survive come the end of the year. So, um, uh, yeah, some spectacular footage and, and obviously great that uh, they were able to walk away. The rest of the Grand Prix was fabulous, though. Like um, the uh, first few laps when they finally got the race going, it was like a go-kart race. It uh, you know, there was cars spearing down the inside everywhere. Uh, Formula One has, I don't know if you guys agree, but it just it's it's all it's been great lately, hasn't it? There, there, there's no doubt about it. The last couple of years or last few years have been really good for the sport, uh, and it goes to show when when someone buys a category like you know there was a lot of skepticism around what you know what was going to be the outcome of the you know the new owners and how they were going to treat the series, but they've they've done you know. It's been faultless, really, at the end of the day. The series has run well, other than the, the porpoising, which I don't think was managed from the people that that own the series. But, um, the you know, it, it's 
been running well. The numbers show that, you know, all around the world, the support that that's gaining. And I mean, the only real question begs is who the hell is doing Leclerc's strategy? Like, honestly, how's this guy <laughs> still got a job? Because I don't want to, I don't want to drag him over the coals. But you know, hard hard to sit here as a Ferrari fan and watch them consistently, absolutely shit the bed when it comes to doing a strategy because I, you know I, I feel like without without the information I could do a better job at home <laughs> There's, am I wrong the like honestly is too, is, is any... the worst thing is too it wouldn't have been one person though like how many engineers do they have they've well, probably got like 20 people coming up with that strategy at least maybe maybe that's their problem Jimmy that there's too many cheap, too many Indians not enough chiefs isn't that the, the reference everyone that's likes it. to use that's so it. that's it <laughs> that'll do but that, you're right it has taken a massive step up you know compared to sort of four or five years ago it was just sort of follow the lead and oh yeah Hamilton won bought our second or he sprayed it somewhere whatever um, but now, yeah, you you don't really know what's going to happen, and there's just passing the whole time, like not the whole time, but especially that last one. I mean, there was a couple of times where people pass two cars at once, or yeah, they're they're all using all the track and not just following each other and just complaining about the thing understeering behind them or whatever. And I, actually, I think too because it's really taken off, and as you mentioned with the um, drive to survive stuff. I reckon it's actually sort of echoed on a bit to all um, motor racing because, you know, I know as you would too, Michael, you talk to some people that don't really have an interest in motorsport and now you just hear that many people go, oh, yeah, watch that drives to survive stuff and the interest level of just general motorsport I reckon's increased as well, which is good for us. Absolutely. No, it's good. It's good. Uh, too much motorsport can never be enough. Um, again, lads, thank you so much for uh, coming on Parked Up. Just uh, one one final thing for both of you. One of the, the common denominator between you two guys is you've spent a lot of time with Gary and Barry Rogers. I want the inside, I want the inside dirt. And I've spent a, a fair bit of time with Gary and Barry as well, but you guys certainly more so at the coalface. Uh, what's what are the, what are they like to work with, uh, and what do you think their um, the the future can hold for uh, for that team? They've uh, you know Michael, since you were involved with the team, uh, uh, yeah, shit, it's a long time ago, isn't it? When you first joined them, uh, and you've 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 been there, and you've left, and you've come back, and you've done various programs with them. They've they've taken a new a different way of going about their racing. They've They've never had so many damn race cars sit inside that workshop. What's what's your take on on those two guys who, in particular Gary, who's just been involved for you know longer in this sport than basically anyone else who's still. Oh active. look, there's no doubt the sports, uh, you know, got you know two people and particularly in Gary, um, you know, two assets there because any any team or any owners team owners that are spending money in the sport. Um, and actively over such a long period of time, um, you know, the, the benefits uh, are, you know, that flow on through that for the whole category. And it's not just for drivers. It's obviously, you know, for the likes of the mechanics, the engineers, and, and, and obviously the job opportunities for, you know, the sport as a whole is, you know, is, is really encouraging. So, 
um, in terms of, you know, their strategy and what have you. It, it, it's been interesting because, you know, obviously Wallace James was there. They were involved in supercars and then, then um, you know, pulled out to, to start this, you know, new category with ARG and what have you. But now having some involvement, again, with supercars. So it just goes to show that the, the love for the sport and motorsport in general, um, like everyone that's involved, you know, that that it always very hard to to sleep it off and um you know you're always going to have that attachment which you know it's good to see them um continue that um you know that love for the sport and an investment james you're still with the you're still with grm through the s5000 program you work there uh more often than not is that right yeah so when i um when i started formula ford back in 2013 I started my apprenticeship there as a mechanic, did that for four years, and um, and then when I started racing full time, I stopped work to focus on that. And yeah, I mean they obviously have been the ones that really kickstarted my career. And um, yeah, I've I've been on a few different sides of it. You know, as a worker, being a mechanic, and as a driver, and you know, being around for. A while now that you know your you, your level of respect, but also you know the jobs you get and opportunities as well within the team. I'm sort of probably a bit more of a I don't know, not senior, but compared to other other guys there. But just now, like say Moffat for example, he he's um pretty well regarded with Gaz and Baz and gets a call up to do a lot of things whereas now I'm seeing myself get get those opportunities as well and they really do reward hard work but at the end of the day too um, referencing back to the sport and motorsport in Australia I think they really do just want to see it be really strong and and just real racing um, at the end of the day they want to they want to make it great again as some people say um and there is certainly good there is certainly good good parts to it but there's certainly a lot of areas that need to be better which yeah at the end of the day if they're pushing pushing the barrier to make it better and it's going to be better for everyone then yeah everyone should be thanking them because they have been around for a long time and they are investing a lot of their time and money into it so yeah everyone should be grateful for that just like i am uh, very good, very good. It'd be hard to uh, even know motorsport in Australia without those two um, uh, lunatics involved in uh, in in making decisions and um, and and doing their thing. Two legends, you know. Gary has been there and, and seen it all, and uh, and Baz is now uh, picking up that baton and uh, and really going for it. Um, okay, boys, any parting words? Caruse, obviously going for the win in Toyota 86 as a at um, Townsville. What have you... Uh, as a, as a, bare as a minimum. minimum? Perfect. Okay, uh, let's, little, let's go. Yeah, let's absolutely. Go. But, you know, don't forget, I'll be doing a bit of commentary while it's driving as well. So just expect to see a bit of that action. With the old H pattern as well in there. Throw that in there as well. <laughs> a bit flat shifting. I'm actually looking forward to the... You know, just having to play with that H pattern because you just don't get those chances anymore to throw it around, throw the stick around, and you know maybe a bit of like fifth to first down in the turn two. <laughs> uh, 
and uh, and and James obviously um, you know top ten to start and then uh, you know shoot for podiums from the next <laughs> one after that. Yeah. Oh look, mate! If you if you said that's what was going to happen, then <laughs> I'd be I'd be pretty happy with that from the get go. But yeah, we'll we'll settle in, see where we're at. Hopefully, it's good and yeah, just progress from there. Really, where, wherever we start, I'm not not really going to be disappointed wherever it is. We just work from there and. Yeah, I think, as Cruz has said earlier, about maximising my second opportunity and I think the time away from it's probably, um, you know, helped the hunger and which I always had it, but, you know, you, you get getting a fresh start and new opportunity, so I'm going to be doing anything and everything I can to wow. to make it worthwhile. Help, uh, help the hunger, fresh start. This guy is a subway driver, <laughs> absolutely no doubt. <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking forward to the ads, mate. <laughs> ah, all right. Well, uh, okay, um, lads, thank you so much for coming on Parked Up. Of course, we've got Parked Up Plus uh, Monday, 5 p.m. with Mark Fogarty, Girls on the Grid also on Monday. Uh, and there's a new Napa Grassroots Racing Podcast which comes out uh, on Friday. So uh, Network R just pumping out the <laughs> podcast. Uh, Caruso, I have to ask, where's your podcast gone? What are you doing? Right, it, we're taking a sabbatical. <laughs> How long is this sabbatical? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. James Golding was a full-time supercars driver last yeah. time you were doing. Maybe bloody... we just maybe we'd when I you know regroup and you know, much like James on our second opportunity in the podcasting <laughs> world, come back bigger, better, and stronger, and. <laughs> Take it with both hands and, you know, uh, we'll kiss the babies and press the flesh and, you know, all that stuff. Uh, very good. All right. Well, we look forward to that, lads. Again, thanks for your time. And, um, uh, yeah, if you want to, you can hear from me next week. See you, guys. Thank you. See ya. You've just listened to another Network Car production. 